Shauna and Jody here with Real Sisters, Real Talk. We're glad to have you joining us as we talk about growing in our faith with God. Hey, it's Real Sisters, Real Talk with Shauna. I'm Shauna and my sister Jody, and we are so glad that you are here. This isn't the same without you, and we love spending this time with you. So thanks for giving us some of your time today. And we are on our fourth week, believe it or not, of Matthew 11, 28 through 30 talking about um, the verse, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And we've spent a lot of time talking about the message version of this passage. So I want to read that as well for you because it's worded just a little bit differently. And that's kind of what caught our attention when we decided, ooh, we want to spend a full four weeks on that. That's good stuff. So it goes like this. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And it's that last phrase or that last sentence that we really want to focus on today. Keep company with me. And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Yeah, it's such a gift when we um, lean into relationship with God. And that's what this verse is about. It's not about, I mean, he does talk about in relationship, we're going to do, we're going to work, we're going to make things Mm -hmm. happen. But it's first and foremost in relationship with God. And that's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's where we want to be moment by moment and day to day, right? Yeah. Yeah. We get to learn to keep company with him. I had a situation over the weekend where God kind of got my attention and I, I love this. I love when he gently goes, Hey, (laughs) you know, and just like brings this new piece of awareness, this new piece of truth. But we had a wedding over the weekend and my husband's a pastor and he was officiating the wedding. So for me, We've been married for 30 years, so this is not new to me. But for me, what that means is a lot of time alone. (laughs) So, you know, I go to the wedding by myself and it just so happens I'm sitting there and I knew a lot of the wedding party because that's why we were there. But I just didn't know a lot of the people that were seated that were guests at the wedding as well. So I'm sitting there and I'd sat in the car by myself for about 45 minutes. And I was like, well, I can head in now, you know, and because we were there so early, so my husband could meet with them and whatnot. And then I head in by myself and I sit down by myself and there was just a lot of conversations going on. Everybody seemed to be with their spouse or with family or friends or whatever. And everybody was enjoying each other and there was laughter and there was whatnot. And we had a little, you know, the the layout of the service kind of thing and who the wedding party was. And so I read that front and back and I had looked around the room and checked out all the decorations. And I thought, you know, it's really not appropriate to pull out my phone at this moment, but I don't have anybody to talk to. There was about three empty seats beside me before the next person or the next party rather, you know, was, was there. And I just had a moment where I was like, I am alone. And and I don't like it. <laughs> this is not comfortable. And I don't want to do this alone. And, and I, I felt like right in that moment, like the Holy Spirit just said, you're not alone. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. You're absolutely right. I am not alone. And then I started enjoying his company and just talking to him, not like praying my prayer list. I'm not talking anything. I'm just talking about enjoying his company. Like, like I say to him, like, 
Did you see the greenery on the archway? I love that, how they, da, 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 da. you know what I mean? Just enjoying the presence of the Holy Spirit and, and taking in the experience with him like I would if there was somebody sitting next to me. Yeah, I love that. That's a perfect example of keeping company with God. It doesn't have to be, it can be a designated thing you know, fully putting our attention on him, but it also is just daily life and keeping company with him and even yeah. taking notice. I mean, there's times when I go for a walk and it's like, I remember one time in real, in specifically I was walking and we had lived at the same house for 28 years, the first 28 years of our marriage. And, um, we lived by a park. And so I walked this park at least once a day. And I was walking by and I saw this huge tree and it was all of a sudden, I just was taken aback by the beauty of this tree mm -hmm. that was so huge. And it had been there clearly the entire 28 years we had lived there. And I was just, but, but it was one of those moments I was by myself. I'm like, Lord, that is beautiful. Look at how, and how many years has this tree been here? And just, you know, just enjoying it with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those things It doesn't have to be um, like religious, it's, it's just doing life with him in his presence. Yeah. And that's such a beautiful thing, but how sweet of him to just let you know, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. you're, I'm right here. I got just you. so kind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, it was so kind. Yeah. And you know, one of the ways that I enjoy spending company with him, and I'd love to hear from you, Jodes too. I'll give you a minute to think about it as I mm -hmm. share, but, um, how you enjoy keeping company with the Lord. But one of the things that is one of my favorites is when I get to just linger with him. So if there's, it's usually happens on a Saturday morning when I don't have a, a time that I have to stop. I don't have a hard stop and I can just talk with him and I can read the Bible. And one verse might lead me to another verse. One story might make me think of another section of scripture, you know, and I might even pull out a commentary, um, do some journaling, maybe some worship, you know, just where I can just kind of go, the conversation can go anywhere. And I liken it to, you know, if you meet up with a friend for coffee or whatever, and you don't have to like, okay, I have to be out of here at such and such time, but you get to just be together and let the time unfold and let it be what it's going to be. It's kind of like when we, when the meal is done after dinner, but, but nobody has to rush off to anything and we just linger, you know, we just, the conversation just keeps yeah. going and we just kind of linger and just enjoy each other. But that is one of my, one of my favorites, but I'm curious for you, what's one of kind of your favorite ways of keeping company with the Lord? Yeah. I do love those kind of natural ways of that too. And Saturday mornings are that for me as well, because they're the one day that I don't have a place to be. And so I can, I usually get up before my family, um, just because I'm an early riser and I can spend time with the Lord. And so whatever that looks like, um, if I'm doing a study or just reading my reading plan, but often it will be not just, you know, reading what's assigned for that day, it will be beyond. So it's kind of that same kind of thing, but also just kind of sitting with the Lord and, oh my goodness, this is new Lord. What does that mean? How does that mm -hmm. apply to my life? That's such a beautiful time. So I'm really grateful for that time. And that is a pretty regular thing. I do also try to schedule in time for silence and solitude. Mm -hmm. And that's time when I, I can pull away to quiet and I quiet things around me. Um, so to make sure there's not distractions that will pull me away. 
Um, you know, I don't pay attention to the phone. I set that aside. Mm. I might turn it off, that kind of thing. And I can spend some time fully focused on the Lord. And so I think I explained that last week, but I often will put on just some instrumental Christian music Mm -hmm. and just sit in his presence and just even ask if I have a question or something I'm wrestling through, I might just bring that before him. But more than getting an answer to something, it's just enjoying being in Mm -hmm. his presence. And that's such a gift. And so that's a real intentional way that I feel like I keep company with him. I think one more thing uh, before I pass it back to you, one more thing I think um, as one of the ways I see it happen a lot is when I'm mentoring somebody or somebody comes to me um, to process something out, maybe they have to have a difficult conversation. There's oftentimes when I'm in those kind of um, moments where I'm praying, Holy Spirit, would you would you give me wisdom here? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to give Jody wisdom because mm-hmm. Jody wisdom is going to fall very, very short. Um, and so, you know, as I'm listening and processing, I am constantly asking the Lord, how do you want me to respond? How, what are, what is going on in this person's life? What am I not seeing that, you know, Lord, and you want to share with them? It's that keeping company with him in the midst of you know, might be a difficult conversation yeah. or like a mentoring situation or something like that. It's really good. You know, I just heard this. It, it kind of applies, but loosely. So, you know, a little grace here, but I just heard this and I liked it so much because I was talking about my favorite way to sit with the Lord, right? Like Saturday mornings are my favorite when I get to linger and keep company with him in that way. But spending time with the Lord and, you know, like reading your Bible and and spending time with the Lord we kind of want it to always be goosebumpy and we always want it to be like our favorite, but we're getting nourished. Sometimes if I'm just totally honest, sometimes we sit down and, and I, and I read the word and it's just a good word. It's like, it's like a mm-hmm. piece of toast, you know, and it's going to carry me. It's going to get me until my next break or, you know, it's not like, I love creme brulee and I love lobster, but Every time I eat, I don't eat lobster and lobster for breakfast and then for lunch and then again for dinner and then lobster the next day. You know what I mean? So I think sometimes we have really huge expectations of this, you know, keeping company with the Lord. And and we might even think like, oh man, I wish my times with the Lord looked like Jody's times with the Lord. When she talks about her favorite, I want to have that, you know, too. But there's a lot of time with the Lord where we're not getting all the feels, but we're getting nourished. We're getting strength for the day. He's giving us what we need. I think, yeah, it's just important. I, I saw somebody shared it with me and I said, where did you get that? Because I really, really would like to dive a little bit more into that and hear more about that word. And it was a Facebook post that she ended up sharing with me and setting my way. But I thought, man, that's a good word. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good word. I think one of the other things to just to to pay attention to, and even just out of a conversation I had this week um, honestly with my husband. And so I didn't ask him permission to share this, but I think he'll be okay with it. (laughs) But, um, we were just talking about, you know, constantly being in God's presence and constantly, um, being aware of God at work and that, and that kind of thing and walking in his presence at all times. And he said, you know, sometimes when I'm at work, like I'm legit thinking about work and I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. yes, we all, it's not, it's just that you are always doing that as a believer in Christ. And so it might not be that you are, we are constantly thinking, um, about God in that very, very moment, you know, there are times when we're trying to add something up and we're just legit adding it up and, you know, things like that. But it's, it's just always that circling back to, or, or, you know, being aware of when, 
when we're witnessing to somebody or, you know, we know somebody's watching that doesn't know the Lord, that kind of thing. It's just, it's that we are aware that we're walking as believers. We don't, we don't go to church to be a Christian and walk out and then be a whatever carpenter mechanic or accountant, or it's, we are, we are a believer in all of those things. I was just reading a book by John Mark Comer, Garden City, and he talked about, um, you know, saying that you're in full-time ministry. And he said, everybody's in full-time ministry. Yeah. Right. That's we, we don't clock in and clock out of like, we are all always ministers for Christ. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are in full-time ministry. I had a, I heard a conversation or I was having a conversation with a friend. Um, he's a, a listener of the morning show and he was sharing our story with us. He had a near death experiment experience last week and he's a, an exterminator and he got stung like multiple times. He passed out. He got very, very sick and then he passed out and they had to call 911 and it was just a very dicey situation. But he said, you know, when I'm out in the field, when I'm with clients and customers, I'm, I'm often telling them about what I learned or what I heard in the truck on my way over to their house, you know, cause God's constantly teaching me stuff. And so he goes, I'm always, I'm always telling people about Jesus. And he said this and I loved it so much. He goes, I'm a missionary cleverly disguised as an exterminator. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, you are. That's awesome. But that's it. You know, that... we're all cleverly disguised in our day job, but we're advancing the kingdom of God. I love that. I love that. So that applies to every area of life. Yep. So whatever it is, you know, somebody who's going to Home Depot to get some stuff for the house, you are cleverly disguised as a homeowner. That's right. <laughs> in Home Depot as a missionary. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. Yeah. That is good. That's fun. Learning to keep company yeah. with God. It's it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And it's not just, you know, he's not saying, I want to spend time with you. I want you to keep company with me. Um, and it's going to be what it's going to be. He's saying, if you learn to keep company with me, you're actually also going to learn to live freely and lightly. Like there is a, whew, there's a, a lifting there, right? Like yeah. he's, he's saying, I'm going to do the heavy lifting, the whole picture or image of a yoke is that we're side by side and, but he is, he's doing the heavy lifting for us. And so, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that second section that, you know, what does it look like to live freely and lightly? Yeah. You know, there's, there's a couple different things that come to mind as we talk about that in different directions. But one thing I would like to talk about is when we, when we are walking in company with God and we're in relationship with him, one of the things we're doing is we are we are confessing our sins to him. Mm-hmm. So um, we are we are bringing that before him, confessing it. And when we confess our sins, then it doesn't just mean, God, I'm sorry. And then we go back to doing it. It's God, I'm sorry. And then we do a 180 mm-hmm. and we turn and we walk toward him instead of a, toward our sin, we walk toward God. That's what confession and repentance really means. And so when we get to, when we get to do that, we get to walk freely and lightly because mm-hmm. there are there's a heaviness to carrying the, our sinful ways and the sin that we're living in or um, the sinful things that we've done. And it might be, you know, I, I think sometimes we think, you know, confessing our sins, like, um, you know, I murdered, like it's just big, you know, yeah. and it's our, our thought process, thin, mm-hmm. uh, sin often begins in our thoughts. And so it's the confess- confession of our, our thoughts or our, even our initial thought response to something that somebody said, like, Lord, I got offended there. And there was, there was absolutely no reason for me to be offended because I know who I am in you. And, you know, just that kind of stuff, like to be able to confess those things. And so sometimes I will even ask the Lord, 
is there unconfessed sin that I don't mm-hmm. even recognize in my life that I need to bring before you? And I always caution people, don't ask if you don't want to know, because yeah. he will <laughs> reveal some things to you, yeah. <laughs> things that you didn't even recognize as sin in the moment. But yeah. yeah. What do you think about that? I love it. You know, you, you mentioned that it feels like there's a heaviness that, you know, we carry the mm-hmm. weight of sin and we get to live freely and lightly when we share those things, when we're open and honest with the Lord about those things. But it reminded me, when my kids were little, there was this phase, I mean, it seems like the trends go small purse to like ginormous purse. Like you, you know, you need wheels on that thing to like small purse, yeah. but it was in the season of large purses. And I had a huge purse and it was really cool. It was like patent leather black with these applique flowers on it. I just love this bag. Anyway, I was having some back pain. And so I was like, man, my back really hurts. I need to go to the chiropractor. And I get to the chiropractor and she looks at my purse and she's like, really? You came to me? Like you could have just got a different purse. So I got home from the appointment that day and dumped my purse out on the table. And, you know, mind you, the kids were little. I literally had like two full water bottles in my purse, like four Game oh, no. Boys in my purse, a full-sized, um, uh, oh, those, the people, oh man, what's it? Power Ranger. I had a Power Ranger in my purse. But anyway, I was carrying all this weight and it wasn't mine and it was actually causing back pain and I'm seeking out help for the back pain, but it really was the weight of the bag. And I think a lot of times we we misdiagnose what's going in on our going on in our lives. We're dealing with hardships and stuff and we don't actually recognize that there's unconfessed sin. We're carrying the weight of this stuff that we're not dealing with and it causes all kinds of other problems. I have a practice mm-hmm. of um when I go to bed at night repenting of my sin and just and just it, I use Lectio 365. It's a free devotional. It's an app and it's super, super easy. Um, you just basically press the button and it kind of walks you right through it. But part of the evening prayers are to reflect, rejoice, repent, and rest. And the repent is just like a verse that's it reminds us, you know, that that this is the way of life that God calls us to is to repent and to be honest about our sin in our life with him. And then um, and then this prayer. I love this prayer so much. Father God, would you shine a spotlight now on the shadows of my motivation? and the darkness of my deeds, I take a moment to confess my sins before you now. And that's exactly what you were talking about, Dodes, not just the the deeds, right? The sins that we confess, but the motivation, like the stuff in my, our, you know, Jesus died for our sin and our iniquities. And our iniquities are that part of us that just wants to do the wrong thing, you know? So yeah. even even upstream from the actual sin itself, Jesus took care of all that. And so we can confess all of it to him the motivations and the actions. And then in this devotional, get a confirmation of God's grace, right? God of grace. Yeah. Thank you that when I confess my sins, you are faithful and just forgiving and purifying me from all unrighteousness. I receive your forgiveness. Now I hear your word eternal spoken now to me. Peace. I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I get to just go to sleep without all, you know, without all that weight and without yes. all that stuff. And yeah, it's a great way to end the day. And I, I love the practice of ending the day that way because then I'm not processing that during the night in my dreams or in my, you know, those cyclical thoughts that can take over when you wake up. Yep. We actually are resting in peace because we've laid it at Jesus' feet. And then, and then you know, we get to walk in trusting that mm. 
he died on the cross for our forgiveness. And so it is freely given and we get to live into that, which is such a beautiful thing. You said, you know, we get to live in trusting. This is a huge part Mm -hmm. of learning to live freely and lightly. There's the, there's the confessing and trusting God's forgiveness for us, but man, there's just straight up trust in God. Like in all areas of life is part of the learning to live freely and lightly. And I had a, a situation last week where someone reached out to me as it was, um, just, a, they were in a terrible situation and I don't know if it was like everything mama in me got triggered by knowing that this person was in harm's way and everything in me wanted to help her and wanted to fix the yeah. situation. And it was somebody who was out of state, um, in California. So I reached out to you, Jodes, you know, for help with the situation, mm-hmm. but there was a part of carrying that burden with her, um, yeah. where learning to live freely and lightly meant even as I was doing what I could do, uh, there was a part of me that needed to just trust God for the stuff that I couldn't do. Does that make sense? Right. It does. So let's put a visual to that, okay. sister. You you think about like um, we have a tendency, especially if like responsibility is high on our list, but even in the roles that we have, to try to 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 take the burden of the yoke and take it mm. ourselves. And like I've got you, I've got you. I'm going to help get you through this. And the truth is, this is again where God is inviting us. Take my yoke upon you. Um, we can, we can, you know, bring that person in and we can help without the weight of the responsibility of this is all on me, mm-hmm. because the truth is, do we trust God? Do we trust that God is at work in that person's life? Do we, you know, we, I have a very much that same, even when you called me, my first response was I can physically fix this. Like, right, and, right. and that's not, that's not, <laughs> that's not it. what God was inviting me to do. <laughs> I'll let you know when it's done. Right. Um, and that's not, that's not what we're invited into. We want to, we want to yoke up with God Mm -hmm. and walk in the way that he is, be about the things that he's about, right. In the way that he's about them. We, because that's how we live freely and lightly. And so, you know, like a situation like that, there can be a a real heaviness to it, but when we know that we can trust God and that Mm -hmm. God is at work, in that situation. And, and, um, there's still a responsibility to do what God has invited us to do in that, but still it's, it's him. I know. I feel like sometimes when we say trust God, or maybe it just happens in my own mind, but I feel like sometimes the translation of, well, I just need to trust God is this, you know, lean back, cross my arms, nothing more I can do. I just going to have to trust God. And it's like, no, no, nope. there's stuff for nope. us to do. Trusting God means he's God and I'm not God, but I'm going to do my not God part. Like the part that's mine. Absolutely. I'm going to do that part. I'm not just going to like expect that he's, you know, the genie in the bottle that's got to take care of everything. He involves us in the work that he's doing. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I don't know if I've shared this illustration before, but, um, back when I was probably early high school, our oldest sister, Dawn, um, was, she was, um, working with the youth at that time at our church at new life when we were there. And, um, I was kind of going through something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but she gave this illustration to me about what it means to do our part. That again, that trusting God doesn't mean that we sit back on the couch. So she said, for example, if you want a garden and you can pray, God, would you help my garden grow? 
And then you go and sit on the couch and you look out the window every once in a while and look to see if you've got a, a vegetable garden yet, but there's nothing <laughs> growing. Like that's no, we, we, we can pray, God, would you help my garden grow? And then we get the shovel mm -hmm. and we get some seeds and a watering can and we go outside and we tend to our garden. We weed it. We do our part, trusting that God will make our garden grow, right? There's yeah. a responsibility that we do. And that's that taking his yoke upon us, right? There's, it doesn't, he doesn't say sit back and I'll show you, I'll, I'll just do it. He's take my yoke upon you and learn mm -hmm. from me. Let's do this side by side. Um, what I'm inviting you into in the way I'm inviting you into it. Yeah. I love that so much. And, you know, on the, the whole subject of trusting God and not taking on responsibility that's not ours in the situation that I was referring to, she had reached out to me and I jumped on it and I was the one who wanted to help her in, in every possible way, which, you know, I have a tendency to do, but there are also relationships in my life where I'm expected to be the God. Do you know what I mean? Where like, where yes. the other person, she, the person who reached out to me last week, wasn't expecting me to solve every problem for her. I wanted, I wanted right. some things more for her than maybe she wanted for herself. But there are other situations yeah. where people do look to us and they go with expectation, right? Like fix it. everything I need, fix it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so in that way too, whether, whether you're the type of person who wants to or I don't even know if it's a type of person. I think we probably have both going on in our world at all times, right? So whether mm -hmm. somebody is, you see somebody in need and you just have a great desire to reach out and help or somebody in your life is, looks to you to meet every need. Both of those need to be laid at the feet of Jesus. We need to trust him in all of those circumstances that, and that really does free us up to be able to live freely and lightly. And it's not Absolutely. just a one and done. I feel like I got to say that too, right? Like, it's not just like, we can't just, we spent four weeks on Matthew 11, 28 through 30. <laughs> so now we're good. Check. You know, we, yeah, we <laughs> right? just, we're not going to have to deal with any of this stuff ever again. It's an invitation to continually be living, learning to live freely and lightly with the Lord. Absolutely. I just had a conversation with somebody that I mentor and we talked about, um, this healing that is taking place and some truth that God has revealed and um, just the frustration of, but I already did that. Why am I doing it again? <laughs> and I said, no, 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 no. We did it down here yeah. and there was learning and growth. And now there's this new level of learning that God is showing you. And that's so beautiful. I love that. And then there'll be more because we never arrive at an end until God takes us home. Mm -hmm. um, we're in a constant growing process in our, our understanding of who he is, our um, applying that to our lives, are taking his yoke on us and walking with him. Mm -hmm. And that's a great gift. We want to be on the journey. We want to be in motion and we want to be learning and growing with him. And one way we want to encourage you, we've been kind of talking about this over the last three weeks. And so let's not stop now. One way that we can live into this and learn this more is by memorizing this passage, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. See if you can Commit it to memory and and remind yourself when you need to be reminded throughout the week, throughout the day, to trust God, to go to him, to let him lead you, to learn to work with him, to learn to play with him, learn to do all of life with him, watch how he does it, and, and then truly learn to live freely and lightly. 
Yeah. And memorize it in whatever version you want to. And if you've already memorized it in NIV or you're most familiar, then get out the message and maybe memorize it that way just to shake you up a little bit and to get you thinking um, a little bit broader. Um, Because keeping company with God is something that we always want to do because we serve a real God and he really loves you.